This episode is proudly brought to you by Candid, the app that lets you speak your mind freely. Available on iOS and Android. Download it now from your favorite app store or click the link on our website. You're listening to the Madcast Media Network. Madcastmedia.com Welcome to the best debate in the universe. Every debate in the universe from fake news to real boobs. <laughs> With over one million downloads. I'm your host, Maddox. With me is Mark, the audio engineer. What's going on? And joining me, as always, my bottom commanding lieutenant moderator, Rucka Rucka Ali. Right from the bottom. Welcome back. And today, we're doing something a little bit different today. Today, we're going to be debating about predictions for the new year. And rather than having a guest in here to debate it with me, Rucka and I are going to go back and forth. And we have in studio with us a moderator in training. Brad, welcome to the show. Hi. And, you know, Ruck, I didn't uh, I didn't want to spoil the surprise, but uh, I have a big announcement to make on the show right here, right now. Rucka is getting a promotion. What? Yeah. Yeah. You hear that? Rucka, I'm pleased to announce that you're going from bottom commanding lieutenant moderator to... Distinguished bottom commanding lieutenant moderator. <laughs> oh shit! You're welcome. Congratulations, Rucka. Distinguished. Yeah, Thank you're you. distinguished because now we have a moderator in training. Yeah. And he's here to take notes. He's here to learn from the best, from the pros. Now, if anyone wants to be a moderator on the show, I don't let just anyone in. You have to go through a training process. Yeah. I don't know if you know this about all the get. Every single guest we've had on the show has gone through a training process. Dia Frampton came in weeks for weeks practicing. Weeks. Yeah. Yeah. She took time off from. From the voice to come in to yep, do this podcast. The, the ETC guys. Ricky and Elliot? They, they were carrying coffee around here for at least a few weeks before you finally let them get on the mic. Speaking of, we just did their podcast. It just came out at the day of this recording. It's the ETC show, end of year wrap up. 2016 is it the worst year ever? That's what it's called, right? Yeah. It's I'll, a, the I'll, ETC. Yeah, link to it. Yeah, I'll link to it on the website. Already getting lots of comments here. Pretty cool. Yeah, what what do you uh, what do you right. got? One what guy are some said of these like, "Hey, wasn't that Rucka the guy that feuded with KSI?" Yeah, <laughs> and then someone replied, "Your favorite sex doll and your points is Rucka is a hell of a lot better than KSI." Someone said, "Oh, look, a bunch of cucks." <laughs> uh, someone said, "The same Rucka Rucka Ali who does the racist parodies." Someone should reply, "No." Uh, someone said, "Wow, Rucka Rucka Ali, I used to think he was hilarious. Then I turned 12." Wow. Real, real, uh, real good joke. Never heard that one before. <laughs> Someone said Maddox and Rucka are a bunch of retards. A bunch? <laughs> we are a bunch of retards. Yeah, we are a bunch. Uh, I always thought Rucka Rucka Ali was Asian. Says someone. Is Rucka related to French Stewart? I don't. I don't believe I am. Who's French Stewart? The guy from Third Rock from the Sun. Is he the bald dude? The Asian-looking kid. The Asian-looking kid. Yeah. Hey, speaking of bald dudes. Uh, Rucka, so so we talked about this a little while back. Rucka had his "Bro, Bro, I'm Armenian" song come out, yeah. and someone made an action figure of me from that from the music video as a Power Ranger. It looks amazing. Someone someone put actually my head on a red Power Ranger and made an action figure 
yeah. of the Armenian Power Ranger from yep. Rubber Arm Armenia. My boy Steve did that. Uh, Steve Schlager actually made that as a Christmas gift for me. He made an action figure of you. You are so lucky. Yeah, I got the coolest friends. Huh? Yeah, you got the coolest friends and the coolest gifts. That's true. The highest aspiration anyone can look forward to for Christmas, for a Christmas gift, is an action figure of me. That is true. Yeah. But moving on, guys. Look, last week I got a call from someone asking when the submission deadline was for the podcast championship edition and I got a I got an angry caller who called in and said, Hey Maddox, you didn't tell us the actual date. Oh, oh okay, I said in January, shithead, if you want the actual date for the first round of submissions, by the end of the first week of January. That's when the cutoff is. I've I've already got one or two podcasts I'm already looking at as finalists. Some of them sound really good guys. I gotta say I'm pretty impressed with some of these. If you want some pointers, guys, just leave a comment and mention it. I may contact you and let you know what what I think you could probably improve to make the podcast sound a little bit better. But uh, moving on, I got some comments from Facebook about last week's episode. This one came from Jim Nee. Jim says, The frustration dripping from Kaka Kaka Ali's lips every time he has to respond to your 74,000 nonsensical points during a debate involving politics is how everyone listening feels. I know, because I pulled them. I have a chart that can prove it. Okay, real funny. You're 100% the most awesome guy in the universe. He says, he says you're, you're 100% the most awesome guy in the universe. 100% of the time, you're not discussing politics. Oh, you know what? Fuck you. 100% of the time, you're not discussing politics, he says. Well, yeah, he polled the, the listeners. Aren't yeah. you into, like, polls and statistics? Yeah, he Isn't pulled his like dick. like the North Star? Yeah. I do like evidence. That's it's called yeah, evidence. Yeah. yeah. The times you do discuss politics is like watching Indiana Jones emerge from a lead-lined refrigerator over and over again <laughs> from Indy 4. I would rather listen to Gilbert Gottfried read the collective works of James Joyce than listen to another second of you discussing politics. You suck at it. Who the fuck's James Joyce? The, uh... Who the fuck knows? You... <laughs> Nobody some, in the studio some poetry knows? poetry bullshit or something. <laughs> We all we all turn to Mark. We all turn to Smart, <laughs> smart Mark. <laughs> Nothing. Smart Mark. On, Not smart this time. Mark. Yeah, James. He's a he's a, he's either a poet or a singer or something. All right. He sounds like somebody long winded. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't know anything about it. He says you suck at it and you don't suck. So. It's really hard thing for me to reconcile. My t-shirt size is three XL. Okay, all right, you're not getting a t-shirt. Look, dude, I always get complaints about any kind of political point on the show, which we don't really cover very much. I don't think we don't really talk too much about politics. Every now and then, we did the one debate show where it was Hillary versus Trump on election night. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We talked about the most relevant topic in America and oh, the world. The time you debated uh, the two sides of the debate, one of them being that Trump is worse, and the other side being that <laughs> Hillary is great. Was, yeah, that was a pretty good, uh, pretty good debate you had with you, yourself, Rucka. Yeah, I didn't say shit positive about Hillary. Like, here's here's what I want everyone to take away from, from anything political, all right? You can criticize one side of the system without automatically being for the other side. Can we can we all agree on that? I agree. Smart Mark, thank you. Smart Mark's smart man. Wow. That's what I like. Boy, what a lesson. Are you taking notes, moderator? I training? am taking notes. I also think that you can you can criticize a political party and still like them, and you should criticize the political parties you vote for? Yeah, okay. Like, you should scrutinize Wrong. That. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know what? You know what, Brad? Moderator in training? You can get demoted from moderator yeah, in training. don't fuck around. Yeah. You can be demoted to nothing on the show. I'll cut you to nothing. I'm not even going to make it the whole show. We'll see. I got another comment from Phil Freeman. I think this one's for you, Rucka. 
He says, Maddox, why do you keep acting like Raka Raka isn't just as ignorant as all the other apes? He doesn't have the benefit of jack shit. Have you heard his political rants? They're almost as dumb as thinking the Tim Burton Planet of the Apes wasn't a piece of shit and Wait. the worst remake of all time. What? Abraham Lincoln freaked you out, Rucka? <laughs> Abraham Lincoln, yeah. You fucking moronic pussy. That's the lamest ending ever to a movie and doesn't even make any sense. What? Did the apes have the exact same history and culture as us with cop cars and police uniforms and monuments that are all the same? No. Just with apes instead? No. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. And I've had to listen to your holier-than-thou rants about issues you have no understanding for. (laughs) Holier-than... For 30 episodes. Get aped. (laughs) I'm holier-than-thou. First of all, Abraham Lincoln is your new nickname, Maddox. (laughs) Second of all, I would be be, uh, upset, too, if I didn't understand the Planet of the Apes. Okay, listen. At the beginning of the movie, they, they the big spaceship approached that big black hole thing, whatever it is, right? They send the little chimpanzee in first. Then Mark Wahlberg goes in after him. And then you find out at the end that the big spaceship went in there to go find Mark Wahlberg because they didn't hear back from him for a while. All right? So he got the plot wrong of Planet of the Apes. Yeah, it's like a twist. It's like, and by the way, that's the worst remake ever. You think the James Franco Planet of the Apes was anything let short of a fucking back alley ape abortion? Yeah, I take exception with his comment because it's not even the worst Tim Burton remake ever because that's Charlie and the Chocolate, or Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, what way about worse. Sleepy Hollow? That was a piece of shit. Fuck you, I like Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow, boring. <laughs> Dark and, Shadows. And the intro, too. The intro to Sleepy Hollow with Danny Elfman, which sounds like... Danny Elfman, every single song of his sounds like every other single song of his. Danny Elfman has, like, one... It's always the, you know, it's always the Simpsons intro. That's what he does with every <laughs> single one of his songs. It's a Simpsons intro. He did the Simpsons intro. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Did you? No. Brad, are no, you lying? I'm taking notes. <laughs> okay, Brad. That's one strike against you. You got two more. Uh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Last week, guys, we had the debate, can fake news be solved with labels and censorship? All right, and that was a big debate. We had Don Caldwell on from Know Your Meme to debate that with us. The audience voted 59% no, leave fake news alone. And, you know, I'm going to tell you my real opinion, what I truly believe. Yes, I think that fake news should be labeled, and we should shame the morons. I think that's a brilliant point of view. Huh. Yeah, why not? Well, flagged by who? Flagged by a consensus of smart people mm. and actual journalists. And is this enforced uh, by the government, or do you still refuse to draw that distinction? No, I don't think it needs to be yet. Yet. Yeah. Right, if, so. if Facebook becomes big enough to mm. become a utility... Then then we lose our First Amendment as well as all property rights. <laughs> you don't you lose your First Amendment. You can still say whatever you want, and then people can label you as a jackass if you're mm. a jackass. Sure, and the government decides. Got it. No, the government isn't deciding. I told you, real journalists and real people... Oh, enforced by the government. Look, if it becomes a utility that everyone pays for, then yes, we should have some kind of standard. Look, Ruck, I don't know what your problem is with standards. Uh, me either. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, just to prove that I haven't changed my opinion, I've handed Mark an envelope with my real opinion on there. It says, in fact, that you think fake news can be solved with labels. Yeah, fake news can be solved with labels. What a smart guy. But what stops the fake news people from trying to then label real news as fake news? Well, like, they can try, but I think that there should be on some level a human editor who looks at the websites. Like, if it's coming from 60 Minutes, I would say that that's, generally speaking, a pretty good news source. That doesn't mean it's perfect. Don't jump down my fucking neck, everyone. 
idiots. And by the way, I want to go back, um, Rucka, we talked about this Philip Freeman guy and that other dude who was complaining about political opinions. One guy criticized me for my political opinions, and one guy criticized you for yours. I would say we see eye to eye on a lot of things, but not everything. He said my political opinions are as dumb as saying that the Tim Burton Planet of the Apes movie is good. And now that we've established that Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes is, in fact, good, I think Freeman <laughs> is saying that I am correct. You're correct. Okay, yeah. that's what he's saying. Look, you don't even fucking know what your point of view is. Yes, I do. When uh, Ella Darling says that porn stars are free to leave a job that's unsafe for them, you're like, oh, yeah, I agree. I'm a, I'm a man of the people. I, I'm with my uh, working porn men and women. I'm, I'm one of you. But then when uh, I say Facebook is a private company that can do whatever the fuck they want and you don't have to get your news from them, now you want the fucking government to come in there and fucking uh, regulate and fucking dictate because it's a utility. Por- porn is more of a utility than Facebook. Porn is not a utility. Then neither is Facebook. Facebook is way These more of a utility. Not- yes, Wh- it is, Rucka. It, what if it is a por- uti- Grandmas don't use porn. Yes, That's- they do. Of course they do. They're in porn. No. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, just because something's a utility doesn't mean the government government fucking gets to take over it, nationalize oh it like the fucking communists. Okay, it's not communism, Rucka. Look, there, there's a middle it. ground. There's a middle ground. Is there? Yes. Okay. You don't have to regulate everything, and you don't have to deregulate everything. There's regulations when you need it. How about that? How about that? How about a not extreme idea? A not extreme point of view? What do you mean? Are you extremely opposed to uh, the genocide, or is it okay to kill a few hundred thousand? Don't be a jackass. No one's saying that a genocide occasionally is good, okay? It's not like a forest fire that we need fertilizer for for, for the next generation of saplings. Okay. Right? Gener- no one's arguing for genocide. And and by the way, if it, just because I'm, I don't have... Extreme views always. That's an extreme view to say that we should always have moderation. Even moderation, including in moderation. I didn't say we should always have moderation. That's what you're suggesting. No, what are you I'm, suggesting? I'm saying you're the one who's moderate. I'm yes. saying by saying, oh, I'm o-, the the answer is always in the middle. It's Not never always. extreme. That's an extreme point of view. That's what I'm saying. You shouldn't have. You should have zero pedophilia. You should have zero genocide. Right, and Those zero are- government sticking oh. their dick where it doesn't <laughs> oh, belong. Oh, I didn't say zero government. I'm saying zero. Government yeah. sticking their dick where it doesn't belong. Yeah, and then who's going to decide where it belongs or not? Fucking principles. Legal who's, scholars. Who's principles? Yours or mine? Objective principles. Oh, objective principles. Yes, objective Those principles. Exist, huh? Not, oh, Facebook's getting popular. Time to take over it. It's, yeah. hold on, what's the government for? Is the government here to protect property or to fucking take it away? You know, you know, Rucka, I know this point of view, but that's not the debate for this show. Okay. Because the debate for this show. Yeah. It's predictions for the new year, but oh, we're, we're going to get into it in just a second, but I got some voicemail first. Here. Hey, guys, this is your pal, Blake Bates, just sitting here driving, driving home after a hard day of not work. Oh, it's Blake. Fucking vaping like a G. I just wanted to say, dude, thanks so much for hiring my little brother, Mark Bates, to be your audio engineer. <laughs> yeah. Sounds just like me. A little quiet, though. A little bag, but it's cool. We we all got we all got the fag families, but I just wanted to say uh, thanks thanks for hiring old Mark Bates, and can't wait to be on your show again. Dope as fuck. All right, later, taters. Hey, Blake, Blake Vapes. Mark, are you related to Blake Vapes? Is that your real brother? I think it is, as a matter of fact. Brother from another mother. <laughs> you know what? I just heard it. I, I know what that caller is getting at. I just heard it a little bit, right? I, little never, bit. I never knew Blake was from Kentucky. <laughs> I, that was not Blake. No, that was not Blake. Okay. That was not. I actually reached out to Blake because I thought it was the first time I heard that call. You thought that was Blake? I thought that was Blake. It sounded like Blake Vapes. Wow. Don't you think? No. I got another one. I was so fucking angry 
when they fucking reported Pepe the Frog as a symbol of white nationalism. Because now these neckbearded fedora-wearing fuckshits are going to be posting the shit out of him to fucking oblivion online. Pepe started off as just like a simple, like, goofy little reaction image. It is basically the new troll face, except even more fucking unfunny and autistic. Seriously. Fuck this stupid shit, and thanks to the Democratic Party, we are now stuck with our dumb little asses forever. Jesus Christ! Yeah, what do you think about that? Do you think that the categorization of Pepe the Frog as a white nationalist symbol is accurate? Should it be allowed? Should it be, should it be encouraged? Or do, you're, are you opposed to labels of any kind, Rucka? Or do you, do you think that uh, people shouldn't label things? Well, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, so take for example in this context of Pepe the Frog being labeled as a white nationalist. Do you think that that's an accurate label? By who? Who's labeling it that? Well, the news and the, uh, the I, I think the DNC, the Democratic National Committee. Labeled Pepe the Frog as a white nationalist symbol. Okay, I mean, if it's being used that way, like, it might be informative to say certain people are using this picture as a means to express something, but, like, it doesn't affect anybody. I would agree with that. It is what it is, and uh, over time, whether or not a, a movement or a symbol started out being that thing, it can change. Take, for example, the swastika. It used to be a symbol of hope for Buddhists, right? It's a, it's a good, it's a positive symbol, and then the... Nazis came along and took it, and they kind of changed. an arguably negative symbol. Yeah. So <laughs> ar- arguably, <laughs> like Pepe the Frog. Yeah. The Pepe the Frog. Uh, I think people are saying. Oh, it, you're uh, asking me. Am I, am I opposed to labels? Of course not. I just. I don't think. Uh, I don't think it's for the the government to like force labels on shit. I think we're perfectly capable of identifying this shit. And well, who's the government? The government. Who is it though? The government. Who, who runs it? The government does. But who runs it? Who is it? What's it made out of? Just answer the question. You know, that... it's people. It's people. Yeah, people so... that are appointed to ha- handle work in the government. So when they are appointed to work in the government, mm-hmm. those people who are in the government then yeah. have a label as government workers. Okay, so yeah, in so, that sense, people so... should be labeled for the job that they're in charge of. Yeah. Okay. okay. So so those so it's just that you have a problem with certain people oh with labels. God, you're yeah okay police police officers should be labeled with a fucking badge military commanders should be labeled with their fucking symbol whatever it is that they wear Uh and a fucking uh the fucking president should have his little lapel pin to let you know he's the president okay so we got police we got the military yeah and we've got the president i don't know i don't like i get you're trying to get at something but i don't know what where the fuck you're going with this i'm gonna tell you all right because we have three different groups of people that you just categorized Uh uh-huh the military, the police, and the president. And you're just saying that one of those groups, right, the government one, uh-huh. the ones with those labels, they shouldn't have any say on anything else, right? Just because their label is a little bit different than, than the ones that you're, you agree with. You think police officers should have the power to label people? As private citizens, I don't think they should be appointed to go out and and that their job, that what they're getting paid by the tax dollars to do is to go out and find Pepe the Frog and label him. This is an interesting point, because I don't think I'll ever persuade you, and I want to hear what you guys think in the comments. Do you agree with this? Because this is a fundamental, I think, I think disagreement on worldview that you and I have. I want to see what you guys think in the comments. Do you think that uh, government should have any involvement in labeling anything? Well... I'm not even saying they should have no involvement in labeling things. If if it has to do with people's, you know, with protect. Okay, let's say ISIS. They should label ISIS as a th- as a threat, right? ISIS. Uh, yeah. Well, if when ISIS becomes a threat, but it doesn't have to be 
government that does that. It doesn't have to be private citizens. Uh, it can be a combination of both, or it can be it can be okay. Neither. But I'm saying it's the government's job to identify that threat and to label it. So I'm not like anti-label. I'm just saying like when you're proposing that Facebook be basically nationalized and fucking run by the government and turn into a fucking joke. I never said that. That's exactly what you said. <laughs> no, well, you I said didn't. yet. <laughs> no, I didn't. When Facebook becomes a utility, whatever that fucking hell that means well look here's here's a time when regulation government regulation can actually hurt things i wish you guys could see the look on maddox's face when he starts to make a profound point his eyes are wide open his forehead gets a little bit crinkly and you know yeah he's he's about to inform you of something very profound if you guys want to know what that looks like just look up a picture of socrates yeah yeah the guy the guy who uh drank poison in the name of democracy yeah what a badass you're fucking hero yeah what a fucking hero he's such a badass that he's fucking dead look up Socrates, look up Aristotle, or any of these. Aristotle didn't drink club. poison to, to accommodate to accommodate the barbaric masses. That ah, uh, who cares? Okay, look, he's he's a badass. That's what I look like. Okay, anyway, moving on. Here's another voicemail. <sighs> Maddox, <laughs> sweetheart. Yeah. Let me break it. something to you. Do yeah. it. The average orangutan weighs approximately forty-five thousand tons. And is nine feet tall. Okay. The average chicken <laughs> weighs like about two pounds. <laughs> a fucking orangutan would rip your goddamn nuts off and eat them in front of you. Think about it, man. You can kill a chicken every single day and have a delicious meal, or get your ass fucking destroyed by an orangutan once. Okay, wrong idiot. Look, last week we had a debate. This ended up being part of the debate that we didn't even intend to, but we had a would you rather. You remember that, Mark? We had a would you rather kill a chicken every day to start your car, every time you start your car, or once a year fight an orangutan to death with a broadsword? That was the debate last week, and I also put that to the audience. With a 62% margin, people chose to fight an orangutan. Now, this guy, the caller, obviously an idiot, because he's like, Oh, I, I have a delicious chicken every time I start my car. No, you don't. Because you got to go places. You have to kill the chicken. And by the way, if you start your car three times that day, you're going to have three chickens. Are you going to eat three chickens, asshole? No, you look like a fool. A fat fool. Everyone will think you're a moron. You're not good. You have to kill the chicken. No one said anything about what you have to do with a corpse. You could leave it there on your driveway and come home to a big bloody mess of coyotes. Finishing off this corpse that you left on your driveway mm-hmm. like an idiot. Or you could you could clean it and cure it and cook it. Right, if you have the fucking time to do that, but guess what? People have lives to lead and places to go. They got to drop their kids off at school. They don't have time to cook a chicken that they just killed. You really are a fucking ape. Like (laughs) you concern yourself with these important questions of which animal you could beat the shit out of, and you're like you're like incapable of like uh, extensive abstract logical thinking. No, look, I am I am super capable. I'm the most capable person I know of abstract thinking. Yeah. But here's the thing. I don't like abstractions. I don't. No. All right, abstractions, look, sometimes abstractions can be good and sometimes not. This is one of those cases where yeah. an abstraction is not good. Well, you're incapable of, like, integration. That's why we have the same debate every fucking week. It's like, should government regulate porn? No, no, I like porn, and I'm friends with somebody who works in porn. No, 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 no. Oh, should government regulate Facebook? Oh, yeah, sure, if, the, if it becomes a utility. Yeah, it's the same fucking debate, but you have a, two different opinions because you're um, constitutionally incapable of of uh, piecing these these puzzle pieces together and forming a worldview that's cohesive. You know what, Rucka? I'm going to text you. Fuck you, br- yeah, Brent, this guy's going places. You, uh, you, cut that, Mark. Cut that sound effect. Cut from it the, out, from the, from smart the Mark. The world can't learn the truth. <laughs> yeah. Look, yeah. Uh, 
Raka, the only the important missing piece here is all right of your of your of your hodgepodge of thoughts hodgepodge. that you, <laughs> you you stumbled out right uh-huh. is context. Mm. Sometimes you need it. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you need context. So, no. Sometimes you need regulation. Sometimes you don't. Oh, okay. You only need it when it becomes a problem. And then the need for it arises. Yeah. That's so, all it comes yeah, down to. So, and and, and yeah. the context there, mm-hmm. pornography versus a utility. Is a, it, there's a world of difference. We're not getting into it. I got another We're voicemail. We're not getting into it. Here's, a, here's another voicemail. Hi, this is the douchebag of the week. I'm going for douchebag of the year on this one. Yeah, let's have Facebook start tagging someone's forehead with a mark when they have a dissenting opinion to mine so that we can all treat them like garbage. That doesn't sound like Nazi Germany at all. Way to go. Yeah. <laughs> Idiot. It actually doesn't sound like Nazi Germany at all. You know why? Because there's a world of difference between putting a label on someone's forehead on a photoshopped image and a Holocaust. I, I would say. Well, Smart Mark, would you agree with that? That there is a difference between... <laughs> between there's technically a difference. It's a huge difference. It's a huge difference, but the Germans definitely censored thought, right, and speech, right? They didn't want you to have an opinion that they didn't like. That's not censorship. Well, Put, they, they, a, they censored your speech, absolutely, right? Well, like yeah. actual censorship. Yes. Not fucking uh, YouTube fucking with your algorithm so your video doesn't show up in a recommended video like you wanted to. I mean, we're talking about real censorship here. What's real censorship? Like you're going to be uh, – you're going to have violence – brought upon you if you say the wrong thing that's censorship. well yeah look any kind of coerced speech is not free speech would you agree with that brad yeah moderator and training there you go smart smart yeah. smart brad smart brad and smart mark <laughs> you know what though this isn't censorship but this is a label yeah douchebag of the week that guy was a douchebag of the week previously now he's twice running douchebag of the week how about that i got another voicemail hi maddox Merry Christmas for the 6th of January when you old Armenian folk actually celebrate Christmas. <laughs> but anyway, like, living in Australia, I can't comment on your heavy-hitting American political issues, but I can comment on other ones such... No, fuck. Fucked it. Fucked it up. Fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, idiot. All right, here's... <laughs> Here's another one, and then we got to get to the debate this week. 2017, Maddox will be the first person to try to donate his pre-cum via his mouth. <laughs> that was weird Matthew McConaughey making a prediction for 2017, which leads us to the discussion this week, guys. Finally, we have a new year coming, and we have some predictions for that year. This year, this episode, we're doing something a little bit different. A lot of people thought we weren't even going to do this episode because people take breaks for the holidays. Not us. Not at Madcast Media. Yeah. Work right through the holidays, burning the midnight oil. Let's do it. But we're going to make predictions, and I want the listener this week to vote on which one of us has a more likely prediction that's going to come true in 2017. All right. And, uh, we, you know, we're bringing in different uh, different levels of heat here. And... Uh, Brad, moderator in training, or Mark, if you guys have any predictions, feel free to weigh in. But if during this debate you hear anything I say that you disagree with, you can buzz me in. Rucka, distinguished bottom commanding lieutenant moderator, go ahead and uh, let's hear your buzzer. And Brad, moderator in training, let's hear yours. There you go. So if you hear that, that means that one of these wanted to chime in and disagree with me or call something out that may be incorrect. It's never happened. 
But onward to the uh, predictions. What? What? Brad? You've been incorrect a lot. No, I. You know what? No, you got a, you got no. a point there. No, I've never been incorrect, guys. My first prediction for 2017 is a death. I'm going to call a celebrity death. All right. This Wait, one, I, I thought celebrities are not going to die after 2016, the way people are talking. Like, can 2016 end already? I can't believe she died. I can't believe he died. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. You guys realize it's not about the year that we're in, right? Like, people are still going to die next year. Yeah, you know, I've heard this a lot, Rucka. I've heard a lot of people kind of make light of the, the year 2016 and how many people have complained about it. But well, for some reason, mm-hmm. this year has been abnormally horrible. To so many people, myself included, my friends. I just caught up with a friend yesterday, and without giving too many details, uh, this person has had one of the most horrific years I've ever heard in my life. I personally, I'll just touch on some of the things that's happened to me in 2016. Uh, my dad had a stroke. I had someone stiff me on some money that they owed me. Um, my two of my two of my friends died in their 30s. Uh, Another friend of mine threatened suicide. Another, like, another friend. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's kind of, of a bummer. It's a kind of yeah. There's been a lot of bad things that have happened to a lot of people in 2016, and it seems like it never ends. It never ends in 2016. So many people had so many bad things happen to them, and my friends personally. And it, it, it I don't know if it's confirmation bias. I want to hear you guys in the comments below. I know we already talked about this, but I, I do think that a lot of bad things happen beyond celebrity deaths. Right? Okay. Legitimately, I think there's there's something weird that that happened. It may it may just be confirmation bias, but in 2017, all right, because celebrity deaths were, were another big component of this. A lot of people thought, oh, we lost Bowie and we lost Prince. You know, legends of of music. They did go pretty young, to be fair, right? They did die pretty young. What in their 50s, something like that? No, older. Bowie's older? I mean, older? Prince might be 50 or whatever, but yeah, Bowie's Bowie older. older. Bowie's yeah. older. And your dad's like 90. So what do you like? My dad's had, 87, he, yeah. He had a stroke. Like, that's, I mean, the fact he's around to have a stroke at 87 is pretty good. Well, you know, I, I see what you're saying, but uh, a lot of this stuff happened within a week of each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a lot of horrible things just compounding on top of each other. But. Moving on uh, to 2017, I have some predictions about celebrity deaths particularly. Uh, Jerry Lewis, that's my number one. I think Jerry Lewis is high time, high on this list. Which, by the way, uh, Rucka, to step back for a second. So we did this ETC podcast uh-huh. with, uh, with Ricky and Elliot, which uh, we'll link to on the website. Super, super good interview that we did. A uh, lot of fun. You should definitely check it out. But in that podcast, we were going through a recap of all the celebrities who died, mm-hmm. and we we mentioned specifically Zsa Zsa Gabor and George Michael, and and not even a week after that that uh, we recorded that Zsa Zsa Gabor passed away, and then a week after that George Michael passed away. Yeah. So I mean, it's been it's been. Uh, I mean, come on, is that just a coincidence? It's I, you know I'm sure what you, it is. What are you saying? It is. I think. Are you saying that you are the celebrity angel of death? Correct, Brad. Smart Brad. Who's Jaja, by the way? I'm not. I don't mean to be insensitive, but I don't know who that is. She did. She was the the um, the actress from Green Acres, wasn't she? Okay, so and, she was not a young gal. No, no, she's not. Okay, and George Michael, God bless him. He had a crack problem. Did he? Is that what it is? I believe he he was into the smoking the Red Rocks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, so uh, two people you mentioned that were kind of on their way out. Well, I'm calling Jerry Lewis. What do you guys think of Jerry Lewis? He's not a young guy, is he? No, he's not. Oh. <laughs> Rucka, I see your game. I know what you're doing. What, what game? And he's in bad shape. 
Yeah, he's already. in bad shape. He's in rough shape. Yeah, why don't, you, why, don't you, why don't you jinx fucking Justin Bieber like everybody fucking wants him to? No, die. I don't. I, I don't have a problem are, with Justin you, Bieber. Yeah, me either. Actually, you should fucking uh, go get into that a little yeah. bit. You, you uh, like Justin Bieber, We've right? talked about this. Um, yeah. it's, not that I, it's not that I like him per se. I don't like his music, mm-hmm. uh, but I think that uh, Justin Bieber gets a lot of flack that he doesn't deserve. And I was I'm I'm gonna make a video about this sometime. Good. This will okay. be this will be interesting. This will be something that I don't think longtime Maddox fans will see coming. Uh, but it's a it's a video about Justin Bieber that I'm gonna do at some point. But yeah, I don't want Justin Bieber to go. I think he's fine. Okay. What's, what's I, was, I, was, I guess I was kind of making a joke like, hey man, why don't you kill him, yeah, Justin yeah, Bieber? Yeah. But also that he's a young guy, so it would take some. Uh, it would take some courage to predict a young person dying. Oh yeah. But to say Jerry Lewis is gonna die is kind of like the the. The odds are kind of on your side. You yeah. see what I'm saying? It sounds like a smart a smart thing that I would be. Yeah, smart yeah. as in low risk. Low risk. Yeah. Yes, very very yeah. smart in that way. Yeah, low risk bets. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. You you want exciting? Wanna, yeah. It's like roulette. You always want to bet on 17. You'll always win. Uh, another. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> another celebrity I got here, uh, Angela Lansbury. I think she's going. She's uh to uh, what's what's the making making murder? What, what's the murder she wrote? Murder she wrote. That's mm, the one. Yeah. 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 Angela Lansbury. Okay, yeah, she's old too. I got another one. Uh, Mel Brooks. <sighs> How dare you? Mel Brooks. He's going, man. I mean, look, he's got to go. It's, he's old. He's old. These are all old predictions. So th- your predictions are a bunch of people that are like already got one foot in the grave. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. What do you think, Smart Mark? Are these smart predictions or no? I think the odds would be in your favor for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. See, so a smart man. Thinks mm. that you should go with the odds. I think so. Okay. Like, you want a young prediction? I don't know, man. The only young prediction I would have guessed, even before it happened, and I did guess, was Amy Winehouse because she had a huge drug problem. Oh, here you go. Here's one. Lindsay Lohan. There you go. There's my young prediction. Lindsay Lohan. All right. Smart. There you go. There you go. Lindsay Lohan, 2017. I saw Lindsay Lohan at a mall not too long ago. Yeah? Yeah, looked a little uh, little haggard. Looked mm. a little, little beat. You know, like, sometimes you meet celebrities in real life, and they look much better than on screen. Heather Graham was one of those. I met Heather Graham one time. And my God, she's beautiful. She's a beautiful woman. Uh, she on, on on screen, she looks amazing. But in person, glowing. Uh, yeah. But uh, Lindsay Lohan, not, not so much. Weird Al Yankovic, also very handsome in person. He's a handsome guy. He's a guy handsome guy, person. yeah. Yeah, I met Weird Al a few times. He's an interesting dude. He met a longtime uh, friend of mine, uh, Roger Barr, a long time ago. Two of the weirdest people I've ever seen together in one room. Roger Barr, if you guys don't know, is the webmaster of a of a website, long-running website, almost as long as mine, I think, if not about the same time, but uh, iMockery, iMockery.com, really cool. Anyway, those are my celebrity death predictions. I also got Dick Van Dyke on here, which, but he's, and, and Stan Lee, I don't think Stan Lee's gonna go, though. I think Stan Lee's too happy. Yeah, he works too hard. He works too hard. Yeah, if you yeah. work hard and you, your brain keeps, keeps, your wheels keep turning up there, you're not gonna die. I've heard I've heard good things almost universally about Stan Lee. You know, people in Hollywood sometimes get a reputation. They're like, oh, don't work with that. Like Chevy Chase has a terrible reputation. Everyone says, oh, he's he's terrible to work with, right? right. Yeah. But not Stan Lee. I've heard mostly good things about him. How about you, Brad? Have you ever met Stan Lee? I have not met Stan Lee. Okay. Because you, you've, uh, you've run in some Comic-Con circles and things like mm-hmm. that, right? Yeah. Yeah, I always have a booth at Comic-Con. I didn't meet him there, but I've seen him at uh, different events and things like that. Anyway, those are, those are my predictions for deaths. What do you think? What do you guys think? Do you think there will be more celebrity deaths next year than this year? No, I don't think so. I don't think so, Brad. I don't think so. I, I think that um, 
for some reason, this is the year that it happened. And I, I read a thought piece about this on why it happened so much in 2016. And they went back and they looked and they said, well, it's been about, uh, what, 40, 50 years since the 70s. Uh, how many years? Yeah, it's about 40 years since the 70s, 45 years or so. The people born in the 70s doing a lot of drugs. The parents especially uh, may have something to do with that. So I don't think so. Because then we go into the roaring 80s. What do they call the 80s? Do they have any any nickname for the decade? They just call it the 80s. The yeah. 80s. <laughs> just the 80s. And as we met Jessica Saffron and Adam Dravian from a couple episodes ago, uh, those guys love the 80s. And they seem like like a portrait of happiness. They're so they're so content and so happy. They're just like happy, genuinely happy people, don't you think? Yeah. From the 80s. Where where are you going with this? Well, that's what that's what I'm trying to predict is people born in the 80s, raised in the 80s, are they going to be like people born from the 70s and raised in the 70s? You're basing the whole appraisal of the 80s and people who came from that generation on on a couple that came here. <laughs> Who, are, who, who are, who by the way, are, are born a, a several years apart, who yeah. are big fans of the 80s. Yes. That means they're from the 80s. You don't think they did a lot of coke in the 80s? I, you don't think they that, smoked a lot of crack? Some people. You don't people, think they got into heroin in the early 90s? Yeah, but the 80s. You don't think those same guys were taking ecstasy at the end of the 90s? No, there. I think culturally people did more drugs in the 60s and 70s than well, the 80s. Well, I would disagree with that. Really? Yeah. I mean, why don't you pull up one of your precious statistics and, <laughs> and you, you tell me. You know, I, I'm going to say no, but if you want to prove me wrong, then you can. I, I, I just don't get a Because in the 80s, that was when people culturally had a shift against the war on drugs, right? Or I guess we had the war on drugs against drugs. I think that's when uh, – that's because growing up my whole entire life as mm-hmm. a kid – I always thought that someone would corner me in a hallway and offer me drugs, right? Like a real bad guy. With mm-hmm. a trench coat. Yeah, with a trench coat yeah. or, you know, maybe even, maybe even a gun. Like, take, hey, take these drugs. And that would be like the battle of my life. And I would have to turn him down and go to the police and turn that person in. And then as an adult, I found that drug use is very much like, oh, you're at a party and someone's doing a bump of coke in the bathroom. And... You don't want it. Well, you obviously uh, hung around a bunch of nerds. Um, <laughs> drugs are everywhere. They were everywhere. They are everywhere, and they will be everywhere. Young kids are exposed to drugs very early. Absolutely. Yeah, I've yeah. never done any. Good. Never done any. Dr- I, uh, someone handed me a shrooms a long time ago at a New Year's Eve party a couple of years ago, and I was at this party, and. Um, I didn't really feel the effects of it. So I t- say so they handed me a cap and then I ate another cap and then I ate another cap. And I was supposed to be tripping balls. And uh, at some point, <laughs> my friend left me on the dance floor. I don't like dancing, uh, but he left me on the dance floor and he said he came in and checked on me and he said it looked like I was jogging in place. <laughs> <laughs> so he left for 20 minutes, he came back, and I was still jogging in place. Mm-hmm. Um, and then near the end of the night, it was like 3, 4 in the morning, and I was at this like warehouse in the middle of nowhere. I just wanted to get the fuck home, and I couldn't get a cab for the life of me. Every cab company I called, this is like before Uber and Lyft were really a thing. Mm. So every cab company I called said, oh, we're all booked, we're all booked, we can't do anything. And while I'm waiting on the phone, I started spitting like crazy. And I never spit, my, but my mouth was making so much saliva like it was just it was if I didn't spit it out it would just come out of my mouth it was drooling everywhere and so I just kept spitting and spitting finally a cab came and I'm in the cab and I, I got so much saliva in my mouth that I can't spit out in the back of the cab so I asked him to pull over so I can spit he goes you got a vomit I'm like no just spit and so I open the door and just blah you know spit everywhere and I get home go to bed and my mouth is still generating so much saliva that I wake up and my my cheeks are swollen with saliva 
So I get up and go to the bathroom and spit it out in the sink. And then my butt felt constipated. You know, have you guys ever been constipated before? It's a, it's a terrible feeling. It feels like you got a real sharp pain in your butthole. Hmm. And you got to poop. Are you sure you didn't get taken advantage of at this party? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Brad, moderator in training. Yeah, mushrooms are weird, if that's what if yeah. that's where this is going. Well, so, yeah, then I couldn't shit right, uh-huh. and I was sitting on the toilet, and then I was, like, trying to spread my butt cheeks, and then, like, rocking back and forth, you know, like, the doing the starfish thing with my butthole to try to get a little bit of poop out, because I felt mm. constipated. Mm. That was my experience with shrooms, and I didn't experience anything. Nothing trippy happened. I, I think I just got the symptoms of food poisoning. That was my experience with shrooms. Well, mate, you can get... Food poisoning for magic mushrooms, right? It is food. It is, and it is poison. They are poison. That's what. That's how they work, right? They're it's poison. I don't know Correct. that that's smart. Okay, smart mark. Smart mark. So a little, right. little quick on the draw there. Smart mm-hmm. mark. Have you have you done shrooms, smart mark? No. Okay. No. No. No shrooms over there. But yeah, that was that was pretty much my only experience with drugs. That's about it. All right. Yeah. Good 2017 prediction. What do you got, Rocket? Do you have a prediction? Yeah. What do you got? Ready for this? Yeah. Matt. Do you want a drum roll? Yeah. There you go. Maddox will fall in love. Oh! (laughs) With Donald Trump. Oh! Oh, shit. Hmm, I don't even have like a maybe sound effect. Maybe, uh... Oh, yeah? You think so? Interesting. What about this? What what possesses you to say maybe about that? Well, here's here's what what I like and I hate about Donald Trump in one sentence. He's unpredictable. So, uh, and I have a prediction about Donald Trump, too, that I'll get to in a minute. But what makes you think I'll fall in love with Donald Trump? Um, He's very good at manipulating the media. Okay. And the media is very good at manipulating you. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, fuck you, Rocca. It's backhanded bullshit. So you think, that, uh, you think that the media manipulates Trump? No, and, and no. The me- no. media manipulates me? Yeah. Okay. You know, um, Rucka, some would say that the media can also educate and inform. Yeah. Yeah, some would say. I mean, they can. If you watch a documentary. They just choose not to a, a lot of the time, oh, but they, gosh. I mean, they do also do what that. Do, what media sources do you trust? It's hard to trust a lot of news media, so I don't really know. I guess I just kind of, like many people, just kind of aggregate all the different headlines coming at me and... You know, if, if it's coming from CNN and it, it has nothing to do with Hillary Clinton, I can sort of trust it. And if it's um, if it's NPR, but it's, you know, it's kind of a it's just kind of like telling the facts of what happened somewhere. I can I can go with it. I don't know. Like, I, I don't. I just fucking don't. So you think I'm going to become a Trump supporter? I'm going to fall in love with but Donald Trump. T- to answer well, to answer your question, like who, which news media do I trust? I mean, are we talking about getting facts? Or, or opinions, because I don't get my opinions from the news media. No, you shouldn't get your opinions well, from the news media. Well, but you get media. yours. No, I don't. You absolutely do. No, I create they, my opinions. They told you to hate Trump. No, they didn't. Yes. I don't like Trump because he's not principled. I don't like Trump because he's full of shit. He has he no principles. He lies all the fucking time. Okay. There's a billion reasons not to like Trump. He's full of shit. He doesn't have any principle. He's he, he's a crony. He's not a good businessman. There's a billion reasons not to like Donald Trump. And those aren't opinions. Those are facts. Those are all reasons I don't like him either, but you are totally cool with, like, Hillary having all those same... I am not cool with Hillary. I did all not right. want... I did not want... I'm not but, a Hillary supporter. But you voted for her over no. Trump. No, I did not. I'm not a Hillary supporter and I'm not a Trump supporter. I'll tell you my voting record. Uh, I'm, you know, I'll just tell you right, right here, right now on the air. My entire life, I voted independent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I voted for Ross Perot the very first time I could vote. The second time he ran, he he ran twice. You idiots! 
Oh, Maddox, you weren't old enough to... Shut up. <laughs> I voted for Perot. Then I, I voted for Nader twice. And the only time, the only time I've ever voted for a Democrat is uh, the first time Barack Obama ran. Not because I necessarily agreed with all his opinions or even the majority of them, but because I felt that it was important to have a black president symbolically so that it shows that we can shatter that glass ceiling. Now, I don't think that it's as important to do that with Hillary Clinton as a woman because I don't think that that glass ceiling exists for women. I think that women are as capable as men in every aspect of life. And just because we haven't had a female president doesn't mean it's because they're female. It's because we haven't had a candidate who's been running in that position who's been as qualified to become president. I didn't think Hillary Clinton was that person. I remember four years ago when I was with a friend who said, Oh, I, I, I'm a big supporter of Hillary. I think that she should win. She's going to win next time. I said, absolutely not. She's unelectable. Without skipping a beat, I said, she's unelectable. I totally believe that. I think that Hillary wasn't the person. There's so many stronger. I liked look, Jill Stein's a little goofy, but I liked Jill Stein more than Hillary Clinton. Why, why is everyone so focused on personalities? Like, what about, like you said, principles? Like, what are Jill Stein's policies that you like? Well, I, <laughs> I don't know what she's going to do. She's Jill Stein and she's like it didn't like it didn't get what, that. what did you want Ralph Nader to do Ralph Nader well Ralph Nader was a huge advocate for consumers uh, for consumer policy yeah we basically have the National Highway Safety Commission because of Ralph Nader what does that mean uh, NHTSA they they created they made it they made cars much much safer uh, back before Nader became a big advocate for making cars safer we had these windshields that they had in cars right they had basically two kinds of windshields one that shattered um, excuse me, one that uh, that didn't shatter at all. They had two layers of like cellophane on, on the glass, which is a very thin layer of plastic. So what happened is, you know, when you would get in car wrecks before they had this, there would be all these jagged shards of glass that would kill people, right? So then they said, okay, well, we're going to solve that problem. We're going to make it so that the glass doesn't shatter. Instead, we'll put these this layer of plastic on it. Well, then what happened is when you'd get in a car wreck, your head would go through the windshield and it wouldn't shatter. Instead, what it would create is a halo They'd call it the halo of death around your neck, and your head would get decapitated because the glass wouldn't shatter. Basically, you're putting your head through a guillotine made of glass. So you want him to be president because he's going to make your car safer that you don't have? No. he. Well, he's done something for us. Unlike most politicians, most politicians run, and they've been career politicians. Ralph Nader actually has done something for us. Well, he was a career politician, too. Instead of running for office, he was forcing companies to do a bunch of shit that— he was forcing them to do. Uh, okay, well, he wasn't. <laughs> he no? wasn't, uh, no, no. How did he... he make cars safer? Did he just go uh, knock on their door and ask them to please change this about about their cars? You know, I, I read this a long time ago. I, would, I wouldn't be able to speak intelligently at this, at this point about it because I don't remember specifically what he did, but I don't think it was through... Uh, through himself being a politician to push those through. I didn't say he was a politician. I, like, he was in the world of politics. He was in the world of politics like like Fred Rogers was in the world of politics. I don't politics. know who that is. Mr. Rogers from Mr. Rogers' how Neighborhood. Was he, how was he in the world of politics? He wasn't. That's my point. Mr. Rogers. Okay, how, but, did, okay, how, did, tell you. how did Ralph Nader make our cars safer? How? Did he, did he build the cars? 
No, he didn't build no, the cars. No, he got the government to impose regulations on the cars. Well, yeah, but okay, that's same- the government. That's career politician. That's he's not career government oh, work. He was a lobbyist. Whatever the fuck it was, he did not fucking go invent a, a safer car. Okay. The, the people who are out there innovating and creating safer cars, you give zero credit to. You spit on them. You want to take more of their money and regulate them further. You're an ingrate. And why don't you fucking create a safer car instead of voting for some hippie fuck that when we get bombed, he's going to say, hey, man, you shouldn't do that, bro. You can't. Oh, hey, man, stop. Just yeah, don't fucking vote. That's a great Ralph Nader. Don't you know, vote. Maddox, don't fucking vote. Oh, great. Please brilliant, just don't brilliant. vote. You know, that's fuck you, moderator in training. I'm not even gonna use your name anymore. You don't. You don't think. What? You don't think cars were gonna get safer over time. You don't think luxury cars today are are safer than cars, you know, 30 years ago because not if it cuts into your bottom line. No, the bottom line is you don't want people to die when they crash your cars. No, that's not necessarily the case. Insurance companies exist, right? They have a formula. And they look at the formula and they see that the cost of death and the cost of a recall, and they determine whether or not they should have a recall to make their products more safe. If it costs more to have the recall, then they're going to try to avoid fixing the problem that's killing some consumers. They have a tolerance. They have a tolerance for a certain number of deaths for their products. And it's sad, but it's true, but that's a reality of life. I realize nobody wants to recall a product that's a huge pain in the ass, but as they're developing a new model every year of their next car... Ralph Nader didn't recall all the cars on the road either. He just said, from here on, new cars need to be safer. Let me tell you what Fred Rogers did. So Fred Rogers is Mr. Rogers. Also known as the most boring human being to ever get on TV. No, Go he, ahead. He was a great He was a great Oh my person. God, you watched that show? When I was a kid, yeah. Why the fuck would you want to watch that shit? Because they- The shit go- fucking made me as a fucking four-year-old suicidal. <laughs> The only <laughs> redeeming elements were when he would go- take you into like Puppet World yeah. and there was the moose. Like that was sort of felt like a kid's show, but the fucking plot was fucking not there. It was fucking horrific. Like the that's, plot- that's, by the way, that's Ralph Nader's America. There's your fucking government <laughs> education fucking entertainment right there. When all innovation has been pulled out, when there is, when, uh, when all entertainment has been stripped of innovation, you're left with fucking Mr. Rogers and his moose puppet. You know what? Fuck you. Mr. Rogers was a great man and his show was entertaining as what fuck for children. What the fuck did he ever do but tell a generation of kids, you're, a, you're special the way you are. I thought you used to rail against that shit. I do. And I'm not saying I agree with that. That's what, that's one thing I disagree with. Okay. Uh, so what did he do that was so great yeah he made he look you were his neighbor right for the for the episode that you watched you were his neighbor say hey welcome neighbor and then you sit down and he tells you a story he he like he was just like a dude you hung out with he made sandwiches that looked good on 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 uh on film he was a fucking pedophile he was not a pedophile he was not okay you will not all right defame it has not been proven that he's a pedophile he is not a pedophile until hold on until the facebook users of the world flag enough times to vote and decide that he is a pedophile because we only go with the the opinion of the majority until that happens you're right okay he, great he, he, there's no uh, not enough supporting anyway evidence. can i get to my fucking point about fred rogers Go ahead. shithead i'm not gonna j- try to defend why a child would like a child's intellect would like fred rogers <laughs> the mr rogers show sorry i can't I- I- maybe a child wants to be entertained and not to it watch entertaining. some pain in the dick old man he always had these these segments when he would go to like a saxophone factory and they would make saxophones and it was like wow it was really fu- yeah you know what fuck you brad have you ever watched how it's made yeah. Yeah. And it's it's super entertaining and super fun to watch, isn't it? Yeah. Now. Yeah. When I'm in my 30s, oh. not when I was three. Oh, guess what? Well, some of us are really smart when they're three, and they enjoy learning how things were made, like me. 
Bingo. Okay, so what did you like about him? So, Fred Rogers a long time ago. Congress was getting pressured by a lot of lobbyists in the electronics industry. Specifically, the, the television industry was pressuring Congress to not allow VCRs the capability to record. Mm-hmm. And Congress was very seriously debating this on the floor. They were going to pass some kind of legislation that said, look, these devices can record broadcasts off of the air, and that poses a threat to the intellectual property, right? That's your that's your whole thing, Rockefeller. Like, oh, government should protect us, right? So they're saying, okay, we're going to protect the intellectual property rights of Hollywood. And Hollywood is putting down a lot of pressure. One man, Fred Rogers, went and made a speech in front of Congress. And this is great speech. Uh, look it up online if you haven't seen it. But he comes out sincerely and earnestly talking about how valuable the ability to record programs are for parents and kids so that they can record things, past broadcasts of his program and other PBS television programs so that they can have an educational moment with their kids and learn from those. And he gave such an earnest and and just a, a heartfelt speech that it, it persuaded Congress to strike that legislation. We wouldn't have had the capability to record. That may have that may have affected generations. Like today, Vaporwave is based on the weird, uh, staticky recordings of VCR tapes. We might not have even had that capability or aesthetic today if it weren't for Fred Rogers. So fucking Congress voted based on some boring old cunt it getting boring. up and there. He wasn't a cunt. Don't call Mr. Rogers a I'm cunt. I'm sorry, I meant cuck. Getting up there <laughs> and saying that not only do kids need to be forced to watch his shit show when, when, like, when if they don't have cable and they've got only like that or some other boring shit to watch, not only that, but now parents get to fucking record the horrible show and force their kids to watch it after the fact. Yeah, that. Exactly awesome. that. Awesome. Yeah, great. Thanks, Mr. Rogers. Yeah. You know, why don't you say that a little bit less dripping with sarcasm? Thanks, <laughs> thanks Mr. Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, great prediction, Ruck. I guess I'll like Trump in 2017. <laughs> so, I said you'll fall in love with him. I'll fall in love with him. Yeah. All right. Well, I got a prediction based on Trump. You want to hear this? Yeah. All right. Here's my prediction. Conservatives, not liberals, but conservatives will try to impeach Donald Trump. And liberals will try to defend him. Why will they defend him? Because, think about it. Mm. If Donald Trump gets impeached, who's second in command? Pence. Pence. Mm. Mike Pence. Now, Mike Pence is a lockstep conservative. He's the type of conservative that conservatives have been trying to get into power for years. He's very evangelical. He's opposed to abortion. He's... Very conservative. I would say he's he's right of Huckabee, right? Maybe. Hey, Huckabee's a little bit crazier, but uh, but Mike Pence, for sure. He's a very conservative person, That the type of person that Republicans have wanted in years. And uh, Brad, moderator in training Brad and I had this discussion a while back. It was actually, you, you suggested this, too, a, a while back, right? You think that conservatives might try to impeach Donald Trump. Yeah. They'll give him 100 days, but if he starts being too unpredictable, they'll get rid of him because they control both the House and the Senate. And they can easily get rid of Donald Trump, and then Pence is there, and then they can do everything that the party wants to do for the next three years. Correct. So liberals will try to defend Donald Trump. Look, Donald Trump's so unpredictable, and in the past, his politics have skewed liberal, for sure. 
for sure. Conservatives are uh, shit, may have shat the bed here with Donald Trump. They don't know what they're getting. Well, nobody does. Not only that, but liberals acted like Trump was the most conservative guy on earth and the biggest nightmare, and anyone but Trump. But hey, now you're saying it turns out that Trump is actually the more desirable of the Republicans. I think that that uh, conservative. Excuse me. I think that liberals would definitely take Trump over a Pence president. So what was the fucking what was the alarmist f- opposition to him from the left? Because he's a fucking nut. He's basically created a nuclear arms race with one tweet on Twitter. Yeah, but still better than Pence, according to you, right? Well, I'm not saying. Look, I, I'm you're you're asking me why liberals were opposed to him. I'm guessing because he's he's an authoritarian, insane psychopath, which is the same reason, by the way. That most conservatives, or many conservatives, were opposed to him. I think the only reason Trump got voted into power is because conservatives knew that there is potentially two Supreme Court seats up for grabs. And they thought, Hillary's not our guy, definitely, and Trump's not our guy either. But Trump is our best bet at getting those seats taken. So I think that's probably why they they voted for Trump. In spite of everything that Trump has said and done, uh, opposed to their core beliefs. The evangelicals don't like Trump. Well, they do now because he won. Well... I don't know, Brad. I think the evangelicals know in their heart of hearts. Look, they're principled people, but uh, they'll look they'll look aside. I think to make sure that the Supreme Court, you know, they're looking at the greater good. That's what Paul Ryan was making the case for. I know a lot of our listeners are from Australia and Norway and New Zealand. Paul Ryan is the majority speaker of the House, and he represents the party that elected Donald Trump. And Paul Ryan was opposed to Donald Trump up until it came pretty close to the end of the election. He said, "Look, for the sake of our country's future." It's better that we get a conservative in office so that we have our best hope of getting conservative Supreme Court judges. Would you say that's accurate? Sounds about right. Yeah. So, liberals will defend Trump. And here's another prediction about liberals. I think liberals are going to become gun supporters. Oh. Now, this is, a, this is a stretch for a lot of my liberal friends that I've talked to, but I think that they're going to become gun supporters for this reason. Okay, Before the election happened, Trump was talking a big game about the elections being rigged and about how we might have to take this country back. And a lot, Some conservative Congress people even suggested potentially a violent revolution. There were some people on, on YouTube posting pictures of themselves posing with their guns and this and that. Well... That's not how the election turned out. And a lot of people on the left starting getting pissed off. And a lot of people on the left starting feeling feeling threatened by the new administration and the uh the alt right. You know, these uh these more extreme elements in our politics. And they started talking about getting some self defense, getting some arms. I think that's what's gonna happen if they feel threatened enough. I think that liberals are gonna start realizing why the Second Amendment is in place. They're gonna realize that Maybe it's time that we arm up in case we need to take control by force if the government gets too crazy. If uh, Trump starts tweeting late night, 3, 4 in the morning, that he's going to start dropping nukes someplace. So I think that liberals may become the biggest gun supporters, bigger than conservatives. That's my prediction. It's interesting. Yeah. What do you think? Do you think that the pistols are going to prevent the nuclear bombs from going off? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, smart Mark. <laughs> a little sassy over there. Sassy Mark, I think. Um, no, no, Mark. That's that's an interesting question. That that goes to the core of whether or not the Second Amendment is even relevant today, because our military has so much more advanced weaponry. But uh, if there's a violent uprising, 
the, the country won't function. And I don't think you can have a functional military if you don't have a functional country. So, no, it's not going to stop the bombs from flying, but it will get that administration out of office pretty quick, and the military will not support an authoritarian president, I, I would hope. What do you guys think? Um, I don't know. Huh. I just don't know. That's my prediction. All right. All right, this is a big one. That's, that's, my, a, that's, my, uh, that's my wild card one. That's a hard sell. Because, well, the cons- liberals will never like guns more than conservatives. That will never happen. Why do you think that, Brad? Because you know the the parties have switched over time. The liberals, the Democrats, were originally the pre- the party of the Ku Klux Klan. Yes, you know that. Yeah. And over time, the Ku Klux Klan has gone far more right. That like it's almost like the the parties just shifted, and the conservatives now the Ku Klux Klan supports. They came out in in favor of Donald Trump, right? I think we're in the process of a party shift. You think so? Currently, yeah. Yeah. I think that Hillary Clinton, uh, the reason Hillary Clinton, a lot of my liberal friends didn't like her is because she wasn't liberal enough. I thought that Hillary Clinton was uh, probably the most conservative left-wing candidate to run in years, I think. Also, she was under investigation with... By the FBI, and I think if you're under investigation by the FBI, you don't get to run for president. Like yeah. it doesn't matter what they're investigating you for, don't run for president. Well, yeah, but Brad, then then it raises the specter of the FBI investigating candidates that they don't like, so they could do that punitively. They have to have a reason to investigate you. They can't just investigate you. Well, I mean, James Comey near the end of the election did open up that last that eleventh hour investigation. Oh, let's let's look under files a little bit more. And I think that a lot of people speculated that that may have swayed the election. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. We're talking about predictions for twenty seventeen. Well, here's another prediction for twenty seventeen. People will want to speak more candidly. Today's episode is brought to you by Candid, the app that lets you speak your mind freely. Available on iOS and Android, guys. I don't know if you've you've played around with Candid, but I've been using this app pretty much since they became a sponsor. I hadn't heard of it. I gotta be honest, I hadn't heard of it before they sponsored the show. But after I checked it out, and I've I've had a lot of fun using this app. I legitimately use it every single day. I hop on. In fact, this morning while I was taking a shit and doing prep for this podcast, wow, ringing I, endorsement. I, <laughs> <laughs> Sponsors love it when you tell them that you were taking a shit when you're using their product. But yeah, hey, sometimes I I shave. When I'm taking a shit too, who knows? Who knows? That may be foreshadowing. But I was doing this. Uh, I was using this app, and I hopped on the group, the Ask Me Anything group, and someone said, "Ask me anything as a Marxist," and <laughs> it was kind of phrased confusingly. So some people, half of them were asking him questions that you would ask a Marxist, right? And then half of them were pretending to be Marxists and asking him a question. <laughs> there was a lot of uh, questions about the means justifying the ends and who owns property and this and that. Anyway, you I ended up uh, talking to this guy who pretended to be a Marxist and this was a this was a long conversation and it was surprisingly fruitful on this app. I don't know what it is, but uh, there's a lot of interesting things on there, a lot of funny stuff, a lot of different groups. I created one for Madcast listeners. If you guys haven't checked it out yet, download the app Candid and search for the group Madcast. Join the conversation there. It's a lot of fun. You can post pictures, you can post gifts. Uh it's 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 weird how every different app platform like if you chat on irc or if you chat on instant messenger or facebook messenger everyone starts to get their new flavor and different types of etiquette like there are certain things you would do and say on facebook that you wouldn't on any other platform and vice versa candid is the same way because it creates an anonymous pseudonym for everyone as soon as you comment so nobody knows who you are it's pretty interesting the types of conversations you have with people when you don't know who's on the other end and it's great. It's great for political trolling. I am still carrying my 
Russian character that I created. I created a character where I said that I'm Russian, and I said that I was a naturalized Russian in the United States, and I'm a big Trump supporter. And all these conservatives came, came on board, and they said, welcome, welcome to America. We're so glad to have you. We're so happy that you support Donald Trump. You're president now. And I said, well, you know, uh, let me make it clear. I was born in Russia, and my loyalties will always be Russian. Yeah. <laughs> and they said, well, that's okay. You're still welcome to America. Idiots. For uh, Ask Me Anything as a Marxist, uh, did anybody ask, should Facebook be nationalized when it becomes a, <laughs> quote, utility? Yeah, some guy named Rucka. <clears throat> he was chased out of Interesting there. Interesting anonymous screen name for him to have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was Benevolent Rucka was the name of it. Cool. Yeah, type of animal, never heard of. Anyway, guys, download Candid today. It's available on iOS and Android. Really help support the show. Join the group Madcast to join the conversation. But now, on to... More predictions for yeah. 2017. All right. It's the end of the year, guys. I got some more. Did I make one or did you make one just now? I just made one. Go ahead. You have another All one? All right. How about this? Miley Cyrus cleans up her act. Oh, Miley Cyrus. Okay. You know what, Rucka? You may be correct, but I hope not. I like Miley Cyrus. I like everything she's doing. I like it too, but, you know, I don't think human beings can handle that many drugs. Okay. And don't get me wrong. She she takes top dollar like top shelf drugs, which are probably safer for you if you think about it. Because like if she's paying $1,500 for one pill, I mean that shit has been engineered to perfection, whereas like you can trip balls, but you know, without like cracking your brain in half. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it's the little guy. It's me and you that are taking shitty MDMA pills that are like killing us with every pill. Well, I see what you're saying. Literally like, not me or you. Shit, like she 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 can beat the system with yeah. her kind of budget. Yeah. So I like in a way she can uh have her cake and eat it too. I don't know. Is she a big drug head? Is she a big druggie? Absolutely. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well I didn't know that about Miley Cyrus. I hope I hope she sticks around. I hope she's not another well, Amy Winehouse. I, I think this year she's gonna just kind of hit, hit rock bottom as they say. Oh really? Yeah. I don't see her being that sloppy right now though. She's not that sloppy in the news or anything like that. She's not getting arrested or peeing in buckets and things like that. No, if, she, if she's not peeing in buckets, I guess uh, I guess her life is go- is fully under control. Well, that's what a lot of people jump down Justin Bieber's neck for. Oh, he Maddox Justin Bieber peed in a bucket. Yeah, that's hilarious. Are you kidding me? I love that shit. Isn't that what buckets are for? Yeah, you pee in a bucket. He peed in a janitor's bucket, right? Because think about it. You pee in a janitor's bucket, then uh-huh. the janitor's going to come along and take that mop of piss and just spread yeah. piss everywhere. <laughs> right? right? Roll out. It's hilarious. What a great prank. Justin Bieber. All right. I love it. I love it. I love that guy. I love that he peed in a bucket. And then they were like, uh, Maddox, he, Maddox. Spit on, he spit on his fans. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. again, that's hilarious. These adoring fans are sitting yeah. down below his balcony while he's trying to get some privacy, and he's out there. He's like, well, I... I could Peter spit. He decides to spit on his fans, and they're still into it. It's like a day in the life of Maddox. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Justin Bieber pissed in a bucket. I don't see Miley Cyrus doing that, right? She has she has nowhere to go but up in her career, I think. I think that tr- prediction's not going to All right. Come true. Well, let the fans vote. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, guys, again, Miley Cyrus, I'm not a fan of her music. You know, I don't get it. It's not, it's not my type. It's not my jam. But I do like... What she's doing. I think she's one of the most brilliant marketers of our time. She doesn't get nearly enough credit. You know, people say, oh, Steve Jobs is a brilliant marketer. And he was. But Miley Cyrus is doing some next level shit. Miley Cyrus, I think, is the voice of a generation. 
She's a judge on The Voice. There, there you go. <laughs> I think her dad had a lot to do with it, being as he was a rock star and being able to sort of like just immediately like sort of mold his daughter into a pop star. Now her younger sister is going to be a pop star. Who's her younger well. sister? I don't remember her name, but I heard the other day um, that Billy Ray had just like her agent or whatever and is like signing a contract and she's going to have a deal now. Yeah, so she's got a song going to be a new out. Cyrus. I forgot her name, but like she's got a song on the radio now that literally has the sound of a turd falling into the water. It's like, <laughs> bloop. I'm, I'm not joking. <laughs> I am not fucking kidding. This is a yeah. real song that's playing on the radio. Like every, you know, couple bars, you know, every yeah. few, every minute of the song, you just don't hear, bloop. She samples a poop falling into a water, huh? Yeah. Huh, interesting. In my old book, uh, The Alphabet of Manliness, I wrote an entire chapter on taking a dump. Mm. And I, I talked about like a real healthy, the sound of a real healthy shit. I said, it should sound like you're dropping a roll of quarters into a tub of oatmeal. <laughs> right. That's what I want to hear. But by, by the way, in one of my favorite sounds, uh, along those lines, Rucka, of dropping a poop in water, there's a video that someone posted a long time ago <laughs> of, a, of a guy holding his iguana, his pet iguana, his butt underwater in a tub, and the iguana farts. <laughs> it is the most satisfying sound, an iguana fart underwater, because it sounds like, sounds like a miniaturized torpedo going off. So sad. You know what? Here, I'm going to play it right now. Listen to this. <laughs> Isn't that great? Isn't that a great sound effect? It's funny, yes. <laughs> Fuck you, Rucka. Fucking primate. <laughs> you don't think that would be a hit if someone used that in a song? I didn't say that. They just did. That specific drop. They should use that iguana drop. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. It yeah. would be a hit. It would be a big yeah, hit. Definitely number one in Armenia. That's a hilarious... That's it's a number two. <laughs> yeah. Number two hit for nice. sure. Nice. All right. Moderator in training. Not too bad. Not too shabby with that one. All right. Here's another prediction for you guys. All right. We're going to have a new type of TV show with drone battles. All right. This is, this is coming. I think what they're going to do is they're going to create drones with weapons, weaponized drones... That are going to battle each other. Kind of like battle bots, but in the skies. What do you think of that? In the, in disguise? The skies. The skies, not disguise. The, the sky. The skies, yeah. Okay, there's, there's only, one sky. There's only one sky. There's we, plenty of sky. There's a sky over America. There's a sky over Russia. It's in all the, the same sky. Yeah, okay. Okay. All right. right. Okay. The skies. The skies. So, uh, so like battle bots kind of thing? Yeah, but in the air. In the air with drones. With drones. That sounds like a cool show. Hey. I'd watch it. I'd watch it too. You know, I come up, I come up with these brilliant ideas all the time. Some that may not even be an idea that's out there yet, but I just came up with it. Mm-hmm. It's me. So someone's gonna make that show, and it's gonna be great. It's gonna be a huge hit. My idea. There you go. Another show. Another show. I think that are gonna happen. A real life Hunger Games. What do you think of that? What? You really think that's gonna happen? Yeah. In a year. Mm-hmm. Real life Hunger Games. Absolutely. Where you... children murder each other on television. Well, you guys laugh, right? But, but it's already happening. There is a Russian production company that has come out and said that they're going to create basically a real life Hunger Games next year. They're looking for contestants right now. The prize is, I think, a million, what is it, rubles? I don't know, whatever. It's, it's There's a big prize for it. And they said, anything happens, happens. They said if a contestant gets raped or killed, hey, hands off. We have nothing to do with it. We, we're, we're, They said that we're going to enforce Russian laws, mm-hmm. but if it happens, it happens. Every contestant has to sign a waiver that says anything that happens to them, including death or sexual assault, is on them. So it's already happening. In Russia. 
In right, that counts. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, if your so your prediction is you're saying it could happen anywhere in the world. So your prediction is what's already happening in Russia is going to happen. No, it hasn't happened yet. You're saying it's going to happen here or not? What are you saying? No, I think it'll happen somewhere in the world. Probably oh. Russia first. Yeah. Literally, it's you're saying it's literally already hap- being announced in Russia, and your prediction is that they're going to do it. <laughs> so it's. Not- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can I get some oh. credit for that? Yeah, yeah, all the credit. Thank you. You've correctly predicted something that's already happening. <laughs> no, fuck you, Brad. That is fucked up. That is fucked up, though, that they're doing that. Yeah. Russia's the most fucked up place on Earth. Is it? Well, yeah, it is. More than Myanmar? I don't know what that is. It's a province. It's a pretty fucked up place. It's a pretty, yeah, it's a fucked up place. All right, Russia is like organized insanity. It's like they're the most fucked up place on Earth. Their whole history is fucked up. They're highly fucked up. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Not, I don't know, man. I'm not disagreeing with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just oh, trying to think. think. About that. Yeah, yeah, let me let me think yeah, about that. Yeah. There's more fucked up cultures than Russians. I don't know. I mean, like what? Oh, man. Every culture has something fucked up about it. Yeah. Chinese culture has fucked up shit. Indonesian I mean, culture uh, has fucked up shit. China certainly has uh, some skeletons in the closet, but like Russia is like... It's like they make it a point to be fucked up. Mm. I, I think it may be a combination of uh, the culture and how cold it is and no one giving a shit. I think they're sadistic. Really? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I had a friend who went to Russia one time, and she was there for a writing project, doing some research. She was sitting at a table, and uh, someone at some point, everyone's pounding vodka, and someone at some point says, hey, you, drink. And she goes, no, I'm fine, thank you. She, he goes, drink. That, I, that, I wasn't asking. And she goes... Um, I, I'm really, you know, I'm at my limit. I shouldn't. And he pulls out a gun, and he sets it on the table, and the the room gets quiet. And she picks up her shot glass <laughs> and, and drinks, and then everyone in the room starts laughing. <laughs> Classic Russian sense of humor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. take a shot or get shot. Yeah, <laughs> which shot do you want? Yeah. Right. Funny, funny uh, country. They're funny, so funny, funny people. Yeah. All right. Here's another prediction for 2017. How about this one, guys? Drone deliveries are going to happen, I think, by Christmas of next year. We're going to have actual drone deliveries. I think it's going to be pretty common. I'd say about 30%. Didn't they already announce this like a year ago? Yeah, but it hasn't happened. They announced lots of shit for years. Oh, we're going to have jetpacks. We're going to have flying cars. This is the year. They never never announced flying cars. (laughs) Yeah, they never did. Or (laughs) jet. They They have jetpacks. They're just very expensive. Yeah, and they're not that good. They're kind of crappy. If I had a jetpack... I'd be the greatest criminal mind oh, of all time. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. I would. Mark, you got to hear that story sometime. I'll tell you my plan on, on stealing the crown jewels. Anyway, guys, here's another prediction. How about this? We're going to have the first death in virtual reality. It's going to probably happen in China because those internet cafes in China, you get these kids who go in there sometimes for days at a time. They become addicted to the games that they play, you know, the MOBAs and... League of Legends and some of these games like that, where they get so involved, they become actual addicts. And there's this documentary, it's super interesting, I think it's called Web Junkies, where they followed this this uh, rehabilitation facility where, they, where the parents take their kids and put them in there. And these kids go through withdrawal symptoms, like any any drug you've ever seen. They, get, they start to shake, they get fevers, uh, they get cold, they, they start getting emotional and they scream and they cry because they, they want a computer, they want to touch the internet so bad. And some of these kids break out of this facility and nine times out of ten, when they're looking for these kids who escaped, they just go to the nearest internet cafe and the kids are there. 
they have to drag them kicking and screaming back to the facility. So I think that's going to happen with virtual reality because it's such an immersive experience. And you're going to have the first death in virtual reality. What do you think of that prediction? Like someone dying just while using the virtual reality or in the sense of one of these sort of rehab clinics breaking out? Yeah, I think someone will stay in virtual reality too long and something will happen to them. Right. Or so, so they'll forget that they need to eat and go to the bathroom and then breathe and then they just die because they're yes. playing this game too much. Either that, Brad, or potentially they get scared. They have an experience that might happen to them in virtual reality that causes them to have a, a cardiac arrest. What do you think of that? Yeah, like they get killed in the in the game, but mm-hmm. their body actually like thinks it's getting killed and they die. Yeah, that could happen. I think that's going to happen in 2017. Cheery predictions. Here's a here's another one. This is um this is my this is my final prediction for 2017, and it's also virtual reality related. And it's just bound to happen. But you're gonna have the first marriage proposal in virtual reality. Ooh. Yeah. What's it's, wrong with that? That's stupid. It's not the corniest shit anyone's ever done. Just shut up with your fucking. I'm surprised there hasn't been one already. It's dumb. Just you know what? Why does everyone have to make a big fucking spectacle with their marriage proposals? Oh, I I want to make the I want to make sure the world knows I'm doing my fucking thing. Great. We don't know you. You're doing a baseball game. You and like two people at home watching the stupid tape a year later are gonna recognize it. They're, they're, so it's not that we're going too far with this rea- uh, virtual reality shit. It's not that. It's that marriage proposals are getting out of hand. Yeah. Well, oh. I, you know. Uh, y- yeah, they're getting out of hand, and also in virtual reality, it just seems like a cheese dick thing to do. Corny. In virtual reality, why? What's the point? I don't know, because it's cute and different. I don't. Why do people dress up like fucking Princess Leia and Han Solo when they get married? Yeah, to, to be assholes. Yeah, I guess that's it. That's what, all it is. Well, what if they like met because of virtual reality? Then there's like a symbolic meaning behind that. What I'm getting at, Brad, here is, you know, let's step back a second. Why even propose? And why get married? Good question. There you go. Yeah, good question. <laughs> there you go. Genius. So here's the thing. You meet in virtual reality. Okay. Uh, let's meet at the same place. That First of all, it doesn't exist. It's all bits on a, on a chip somewhere. Wait, aren't you like super into virtual yes, reality? I love it. Don't you want to like spend the rest of eternity in the fucking virtual boy? Are you jealous and mad that you're not going to be the one to be proposed to in virtual reality? <laughs> no. Moderator in training. Look, I get proposed to all the time. I turn down I turn down women and men every week. People are proposing to me all the time. So you you're aren't you like why I, I thought you're super into virtual reality. Yeah, like, I'm into why, it. Why, so what's your beef with this shit? Uh, just the the whole marriage proposal thing. This has more to do with marriage proposals unless yeah, you do with that's virtual my, reality. That's what I'm saying. Because it's gonna be this big fucking thing and I'm gonna see a thread about it on Reddit. It's gonna be on the front page. Everyone's going to have a million upvotes, and, and the first comments, it's all going to be a bunch, a bunch of mushy bullshit. Yeah. Like, oh, God forbid a, the front uh, page of Reddit is not about you. <laughs> <laughs> Even when it is, I'm pissed. When I'm on the front page of Reddit, I'm usually one of the last people to find out. People just assume I know all the time, and I don't find out for days sometimes uh, afterwards. But yeah, virtual reality, it's going to be on the, uh, the virtual reality proposal is going to be on the front page of Reddit. And it's going to be, I, I, I am predicting that I'm going to be annoyed when I see it. <laughs> All there right. I believe you. Yeah. Anyway. Any other predictions, anyone? Uh, I don't know. How about Maddox fucks off? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen ever, Rucka. 
All right. Well, it's my prediction. Yeah. Zero, zero chance of that happening. All right, guys. Moving on to some headlines from around the web. This is uh, from Fortune. Amazon is considering drone-friendly floating warehouses. <laughs> warehouses. Warehouses. And I looked at the schematics of this thing. It looks amazing. Looks like it's basically, well, kind of stupid. Kind of like a steampunk version of a warehouse, like you would imagine. What would you imagine a steampunk version of a warehouse, Brad? Well, when I first heard that, I thought the helicarriers from the Avengers movies oh, like, okay. would be floating, like these giant buildings floating in the sky, which is so stupid. Yeah. Well, that would actually be cool if it was helicarriers. It is not. It's just basically a stupid, a giant hot air balloon with a platform underneath it, and then a bunch of drones that fly to and from it. That's it. That's the whole thing. No. Oh. Yeah. Is it easier for them to access in the sky than like going to a regular warehouse? Is that the thing? And they recharge up there and just... Yeah, I think that's the idea, Mark. I think that's what they're doing here is they're they're trying to have the warehouse closer to the sky for the drones, I guess. Wait, um, are the drones on the warehouse or are there are like the merchandise in the warehouse? Both, the merchandise and the drones. So, so the, it's so much faster. If I can order something and it's there like in 20 minutes, I'm all for this. Yeah, well, you can and it's called a pizza and you can do that right now. So, anyway, the e-commerce giant has been awarded a patent that describes a logistics technology that calls Airborne Fulfillment Center. The AFC is essentially an airship. This this article has a typo in it. It says in instead of an, idiots. Is this fake news? No, this is fortune.com. <laughs> this is real news. It says uh, that it's essentially an airship capable of flying at an altitude of 45,000 feet or more that would house items the company sells through its online marketplace. In the patent, Amazon describes a method by which drones would fly into the warehouse, pick up an item, and then deliver those items to customers' homes. Amazon filed for the patent in 2014. So two years ago, well, three by the time you listen to this episode. While it was actually awarded in April, it wasn't discovered until Wednesday by a CB Insights tech analyst, Zoe Lovett. Anyway, yeah, that's coming in 2017. I think that drone deliveries are going to be much more commonplace. Now, remember, this patent was made in 2014, and we still don't have commonplace drone deliveries. But I think 2017 is going to be the year that it happens. Drones are getting ridiculous. There's this guy on YouTube, Casey Neistat, who... Blew up on YouTube a long time ago because he had this viral video where he was snowboarding on the back of a car in New York. You guys ever see this video? It's actually really well done. I highly recommend checking it out. It's a lot of fun to watch. But he's uh, hitching on the back of a car and snowboarding through New York. It has some crazy number of uh, views on on YouTube, like 29 million or something like that. So this guy, you know, he made his bread and butter doing these crazy stunts. He did one recently where he created a drone powerful enough to lift a human. So he had this drone pulling him through the slopes in a mountain while he was snowboarding behind it. And the drone at one point picks him up and lifts him off the ground. So he's just flying and hanging off of this drone and snowboarding at the same time. It's pretty badass. Mm. So if we're having drones with that kind of capability, you they're, damn... You they're da- going to... Um, they're going to... They're going to... Uh, they're going to poop on the party. Who is? The, the government. The EPA. You think so? Of course. No, the EPA is going to be gone this year. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's there's Brad's prediction. That's right. that's right. Well, I mean, it's what Trump said he's going to do is getting rid of the EPA. Well, he wants to. There's really no legislation on like drones or like AI sort of like delivery services at the moment. So like the drone harms anyone. Like it all needs to be like written down. That's like not the owner's fault. Yeah, that's going to ho- open up a whole can of worms for for uh, litigation because if a drone in the course of traveling to some place crashes out of the sky and kills someone 
I, that that's gonna happen too. That's it's bound to happen. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, if these if this drone if these drones run on you know on fuel, like it's not gonna fucking reach its full potential. It's gonna there's gonna be environmental resistance to it. Well, a lot of these drones are battery powered, so they're, they're whatever clean. whatever it is, unless it if it takes place outside of your head or your computer screen, it's going to be interfered with by the government well it may need to because right now the airspace has to have some kind of regulation so that everyone flying and using it can coordinate with each other you can't just have the wild west up in the skies you have to have some kind of central traffic control so that everyone communicates with them and you don't have collisions my point is it's going to be the ralph naders of the world your heroes are going to come along and say hey hold on man this is harming the environment we we can't uh Ah. We can't build anything too big right here. Okay. Rucka, I think that it's not going to be an environmental concern. I think it's going to be more of a safety concern. Because uh, environmentally, drones are not they're not they're not running on oil. They're not running on fuel. They're not sitting there spouting out. What are they? They're running on batteries? batteries where where yeah. do batteries get charged? Electric stations. Okay. But those are relatively clean. You can you can do more with an electric station. Electric electricity is cleaner than coal. Coal is cleaner than gasoline like you know there's a there's a hierarchy how, how do you power things electrically through a generator okay what's that okay let's put solar do we, things do we have to on fucking the... trace things back to the fucking big bang there's fucking fossil fuels involved <laughs> in everything you do not necessarily shithead have you ever heard of fucking nevada the hoover dam it's clean energy it's just use it's harnessing the the energy of gravity and it's clean energy. All right. Powering those if turbines. If somehow these fucking drones run on, quote, clean energy, they'll still find a fucking reason to say it's dirty because their goal is not to fucking fix the environment. Their goal is to fuck with you. Well, why hasn't it happened with electric cars yet, Rucka? Every environmentalist because shithead Because right hard. now, the electric car is being elevated to stick it to the regular car companies. Once electric why? cars are commonplace, because they don't fucking like to see these car companies profit and they don't like seeing people driving them wrong because electric cars are cleaner than traditional cars and by the way when electric cars become commonplace i think then you can make that argument like you know oh environmentalists they want. will make that argument i know they will i'm agreeing with they'll you. fucking keep making these shit arguments until we're living in the fucking tent and ralph nader is our fucking <laughs> ruler <laughs> never gonna happen anyway here's another story i hope i hope you're right go ahead this is from Newsday. Digging for Nazi gold train begins, even as some dispute its very existence. <laughs> so, this is in Poland. Explorers in Poland began digging Tuesday for a legendary Nazi train said to be laden with treasures and armaments. They're not dissuaded by decades of fruitless searches, a scientific determination that no train is there, and warnings by historians that such a train might not even exist. So, <laughs> so in spite of zero evidence... That this train exists, and based entirely on hearsay, there's a crew of people right now in Poland looking for a train full of gold that may have never existed. Can you prove that that train doesn't exist? Okay, Brad. Can you prove that it's not a fucking blimp that went down with gold? Should we just start digging everything everywhere all the time? Yes. Great. Moderator in training. We're like digger for life. The search in southwestern Poland attests to the power of a local legend claiming that a Nazi gold train disappeared in a mountain tunnel as Germans escaped the advancing Soviet army at the end of World War II. So, let me get this straight. You have all the Germans coming in, right? They're invading. They're closing in on you. And the Nazis are running around. They're saying, oh, shit, what should we do? What should we do? Oh, fuck, here come the Soviets. Quick, grab all the gold, put it on this train, and send it off. No, Mm -hmm. they literally did that. 
That what? not maybe not at that particular train, but the Nazis had stolen all the gold and jewels and valuables and paintings. Yeah, I know. And then when the Allies were coming, they would put the shit on a train and take it somewhere else. Okay, yeah. You know what, Brad? You so are... this shit really happened. Look, Brad, they may have put things on trains. I don't dispute that trains exist, and they carried things from place to place sometimes. Valuables, gold. I don't know if this train existed, but this is the first time I'm hearing about it, and I'm going to Poland right after this. Fine. Anyway, late last year, geological experts from the University of Krakow used magnetic equipment and found no train on the spot, but the explorers refused to give up. That sounds like you, Brad. You're going to be out in, in Poland digging around with a metal detector and what, sticks and, and, and stones and shovels looking for this Nazi gold because you think that, the, you're, what, are you going to find a fucking painting that lasted? No. What do you think happened to these trains? <laughs> <laughs> you want to know, look, if you have this theory that, some, that there was like Nazi gold on this train somewhere and it, it, the, the Nazis put it on there as the Soviets were invading, well, here's how you find the train. You just look at the train track and see where it led. Oh, well, no. I, okay. <laughs> and then you go along that train track and you check the entire track. First, you check the station, see if it made it to the destination, right? And if it didn't, then you check along the track and see if it was destroyed along the way. And if you don't find it, it doesn't exist. How about that? Genius. Maddox just solved that problem. Good job. Solved the mystery. All right. Anyway, guys, that's the debate this week. The big 2017 prediction episode and it's a little bit different from our regular episode but it's a holiday holiday episode we don't take breaks nope we work all the time hell yeah but if you guys want to leave us some voicemail the number is on the website i want to thank our moderator in training let us know if he did a good job on the website vote on that rocka rocka ali thank you yep distinguished bottom commanding lieutenant moderator and mark smart mark thank you you're welcome but most of all you're welcome. Hi, this is the douchebag of the week. Um, I've just noticed that this is, I think, the sixth or seventh episode where a good portion of the content on the show was basically you whining about Hillary not winning the election. <laughs> uh, if you can cut that out soon, that'd be cool. Um, I hope you don't hop on your Armenian magic carpet and fly into Trump Tower. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, keep up the good work. You know what? Fuck you. <laughs> you're mixing your ethnicities. You're mixing uh, your political ideologies. You're mixing everything. Here's one more from Weird Matthew McConaughey. Hello, Maddox. It's your daddy, Osama bin Laden. <laughs> I just wanted you to know that <clears throat> I forgive you for wanting to kill me. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's a cool, that's a chill day. That's a chill Osama. Yeah, I never okay. knew you guys were related. Um, Here's here's another voicemail. In 2017, Maddox will fashion his Halloween costumes out of his own pubes. Hey, maybe. I did it out of fake pubes once. How are you going to trim your pubes uh, without <laughs> <laughs> cutting off your beard? <laughs> <laughs> Hey there. Don't forget to subscribe to Madcast Shows on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Okay, bye. Madcast Media Network. <laughs>